0: It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, and we've been watching all this coverage from Kansas City of the uh, Big 12 men's tip-off. And uh, it's fun to see uh, Fran Freshilla, our good friend, as such a huge part of the coverage. And, Fran, you are, as we, uh, as we speak this afternoon, you're about to get on a flight. Uh, you found a, a yep. comfortable bookstore there at the Kansas City Airport. Uh, was it a uh, – is it is it kind of like the car wash? Now You've done this thing several times, but I was getting to watch today, and it's really fun because it, it becomes very obvious. I watch some of these other things, and sometimes they don't always know. You have a special relationship with pretty much every coach, and you know so much about these teams what is this enjoyable? Is it exhausting? What's the, what is the vibe when you do one of these, uh, big
1: 12 media day type things? Moe's I could lie to you and say, this is a grind, you know, <laughs> traveling around the big 12 and stopping at cracker barrel and doing all those things that sound like it would be tough work. But honestly, I have a great job. I can't believe it's been 20 years now at ESPN, most of which I've spent in the big 12. So, no, this is like a big family to me. You know, it really is. And uh, obviously I got to put my journalism hat on when I call games, but you get to know the players and coaches um, over, you know, for me, it's been 20 years. I I literally came in here with two guys named Bill Self and Scott Drew and watched their incredible programs uh, and, uh, and then getting to know the kids, you know, getting to know uh, – uh, uh, Brady Hessel when he's a freshman or a Javon Carter or today, like a Caleb Boone who told me when he was a freshman, he wanted to be in broadcasting and he wouldn't shut up today. You know, like couldn't believe it was the same kid that was kind of shy as a freshman. So I love what I do. <laughs> I, I I really appreciate that. I have a great job and uh, just being a part of the big 12 for me as a basketball junkie has been uh, just a, just a godsend man. I have, I have no complaints.
0: Well, and this this conference is changing before our very eyes, and it looks like maybe we'll get a, a couple more years here of OU and Texas being a part of it. I know that's another yep. part of what you're doing is you'll get to know some of these new schools and, and new teams that will get ready to come in next year. I, what did you make of Baylor and Kansas? I thought that was so funny. You just brought up Bill Self and Scott Drew uh, uh, in that first AP poll tied uh at number five did is that about where you think is good for them in your mind did any did that uh did those rankings surprise you at all or does that seem about right
1: to you no they seemed about right i'm getting in my car right here most but uh no they seemed about right i'll tell you what's interesting about uh not only those two who are certainly worthy of, of of their status now in college basketball but uh as somebody who's kind of a Dallas guy yourself, we have four. The Big 12 has four Texas schools, I believe, in the uh, the top 25, right? Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, and Texas. Wow. And that's just, I think, uh, part of what you and I have noticed over the last few years at particularly Dallas, Fort Worth, but definitely throw Houston in there and then, you know, Austin, San Antonio. I mean, Texas high school basketball is so good right now that um, it's able to, uh, you know, it's able to, um, uh, you know, the Big 12 uses it as an incredible fertile recruiting ground, much like football's done for so many years. So uh, I'm not surprised that Texas, uh, Texas schools are doing well in the preseason poll. I'm not certainly surprised that, Baylor and Kansas are in the uh, you know the top of the rankings.
0: Fran uh joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, longtime ESPN basketball analyst and covers the Big Twelve. Uh, I I was watching, for instance, uh, Adam Flagler, and you were talking about broadcasters. I mean, yeah. what a I mean, yep. he comes across like he's a grown you know thirty five forty year old man. I think he wants to be a pediatrician someday. He may play a few yeah. years in the in the NBA before he does that. But I mean, there are like you say. Some incredible young men that uh, that you get to meet. He he's a guy I've interviewed, and he just he's just so extremely impressive, you know. And and uh, when yeah. you, when you watch him talk, let me ask you about another Baylor player though, who Baylor fans are very very excited about, Keontae George. And I I like asking yeah. you about this because you are really good at sort of managing expectations for a guy like Cade Cunningham. Now. I don't right. think people are thinking Keontae George is going to go number one overall, but he is already being discussed as a lottery pick. What do you do? You think like the guy is this going to be uh, immediate with Keontae George, or where are your expectations for him? And will this be a growing pain situation, almost like with Kindle and Sohan, or is this one of those sort of fully formed? guys that you think is going to pop right from the start?
1: You know, I think he's somewhere in between, honestly. Um, keep in mind that if Baylor was not very good, Keontae George would have the ball in his hands for 35 minutes a night. And But he chose a place that's already a, an elite program, and he's also chosen a place where he's not going to be the only great guard. So I expect him have to have the rookie year, that will allow him to go to the NBA after one year Moes. But I also don't think that you have to put a ton of pressure on the young man, because number one, if you get to know him, he's very humble. And number two, look at the guys he's get, gets to learn from every day. Flagler, LJ Cryer, Langston Love, who went through some adversity last year with his knee injury and then watching John, you know, John Chachua and his recovery, Um, So I think Keontae's in a great spot. When I was at practice a couple weeks ago, as you know, got to spend some time with those guys. And, uh, you know, the thing that everybody says, and I could tell, is he's got a humble spirit. And uh, I do think he's going to be in the NBA next year. I don't know where he's going to be picked, but I also also know that he doesn't have to do everything himself this year at Baylor because the team is obviously very talented.
0: What do you think of Jalen Bridges coming over? What do you think this could do for his career? And then, you know, I'm thinking about, uh, um, you know, Caleb as well coming over from BYU. And, of course, they got the uh, young man Grimes from uh, over at uh, Kilgore Junior College. Some of these transfers, Baylor's really had some success in that transfer game, Dale Bonner being another guy. Those new guys um who do you kind of expect to have the most immediate impact and and what do you think this could do for uh bridges career
1: well i think they're all going to be tremendous role players this year you know uh jalen bridges already has had some success in the league at at west virginia uh obviously caleb loner um had a great summer and uh has played, you know, I, when I watch him in practice, I just love He's an energizer bunny. Uh, the other two young men you mentioned in the backcourt, both Grimes and, and Dale Bonner's really improved. I say that, Bo's. He's He uh, wasn't supposed to play as much as we thought he would last year, and he did. But no, I think they're all great role players. I mean, I'm anxious to see Jalen Bridges because he's already been well-coached by Bob Huggins, and now he gets a chance to uh, you know, now I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can bring you know, whether it's as a starter or off the bench, because he uh you know he is. He's 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 gonna fit right in, I think, in this in this group. I'm I'm excited to see how he does. But none of those guys has to be the main guy. That's the cool thing about this team.
0: Yeah, I would say so. And and it maybe even takes you back to how you know, Butler and and, uh, and Davion and all those guys fit with Flagler coming off the bench, uh, uh, Maceo, they fit so well together. Let me ask you this. Uh, what was it like seeing Jerome Tang, a guy you and I are both good friends with and have always wanted him to land in the right role? He'd had other opportunities. He finally decides, hey, K-State is the opportunity I want. Um, you know that can be a tough job. People have had success yeah. there, including the last two coaches that were there at times. But what yeah. what was what was he like in this environment? And and how long do you think it's going to take Jerome to kind of flip this thing and get it going in the right direction?
1: Well, I was at practice yesterday in Manhattan. Uh, Nine a.m. practice was there, bright and early with you know with my Starbucks uh, and. Uh, <laughs> He absolutely has a chance to be a star. Um, all the qualities that we saw as a as an associate head coach to Scott Drew are evident now as he as he tries to you know uh, build uh, K State basketball. Uh, great communicator with kids, uh, great role model. Already having a good recruiting class. Um, wouldn't surprise me if they don't finish tenth in the league, but better.
0: All right, uh, Fran, I appreciate it. If there's anything you can do, by the way, to help me, you were speaking of uh, my ties to the Metroplex. There's a kid I watch a lot that plays uh, right down the street from where I spend a lot of time in Lake Highlands named Trey Johnson and he'll be a kid oh, yeah. hopefully you're talking about in a couple of years 2024 yeah. kids so if there's anything in the world you could do to, to help point him to Waco <laughs> please do it because uh, we're all on pins and needles but uh, again he's so awesome that we'll be fans of his no matter where he ends up but it is fun yeah. friend. you you sometimes identify these guys when they're young and I don't see them usually till they get to campus so it's been kind of fun to see kid early on and track his progress uh it's it's he's going to be great
1: yeah and i when you say you grew up down the street i thought you were going to mention our favorite place i thought you were going to say from tupanamba you know our favorite mexican (laughs) restaurant there on uh, walnut hill and uh and uh you know central our good friend eddie dominguez so uh uh, who by the way was a texas a&m point guard so we can't allow trey to get to tupanamba but uh in all seriousness, yeah. I got to meet the young man on his trip to Waco, and he's a quality kid. And uh, one more reason why the Metroplex has, I believe, the best high school basketball in the country, Mo's. And, uh, you know, what's cool is there's enough to go around in the Big 12. That's why you have four teams ranked in the top 25.
0: Oh, it's awesome. And, and we have to throw John Underwood's name if we're going to bring up Tupanamba because he's there <laughs> too. But, uh, hey, Fran, thank you. Safe travels today. We appreciate you so much and, and loved having you on.
1: Thanks, Mo. It's always a pleasure, and we'll catch up very, very soon, I'm sure.
0: There he goes, Fran Fraschilla for the Big 12, the ESPN analyst, and now it is time to get back into some Cowboys talk. The latest on DAC, that is next.